This is CliffCentral.com. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you? You know when you hear my buttery voice, you know what time it is. It's time to live your best life with me, Lerato Shabalala. I just want to remind you that Living It Up With Me, Lerato Shabalala, is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. What does 60 years of being the leading manufacturer of blinds and shutters in South Africa mean? It means your home or your office can be a space of inspiration with Taylor Blinds and Shutters. Now, when we talk about inspiration and luxury, I cannot imagine anybody who embodies this more uh, than my my guest today. Um, I want to read you something. Uh, I want to read you a little thing about him before I introduce him. By the way, if you want to hear last week's podcast, it's up and running. Just download it on cliffcentral.com or go to our Facebook page, Living It Up, uh, and find the link to the latest show. He says... I pride myself in getting to know the psychology of my clients, taking the time to deeply understand their needs, desires, and fantasies of which at times they don't know themselves. From this information, I create a style tailored to them. If I had to choose a style that I love the most, I guess it would be eclecticism. I believe that objects that resonate with oneself will always have a place. It's a bit like me multifaceted, layered, or just mad. <laughs> Why be one style when you can be them all? That is the wonderful Andrew McKenzie. Hello, everyone in the Russia. Thank you so much for having us. It's so nice to have you here yeah. with me. So... Usually I tell you to go to our Facebook page to go and see uh, what my guests uh, look like. Today, you will not want to miss Andrew. He's wearing a kilt. He's wearing fur. You look amazing. Thank you, my darling. But you know what? I mean, it's sometimes when one has to talk to other glamorous people, one has to just step up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take it and say thank you. <laughs> so tell us, okay, so you know what I was, when we were thinking of uh, talking about, so we're talking about two things today. We're talking about uh, lighting and, 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 and uh, small quaint spaces, but we're starting with lighting. And I thought there's no better person who understands lighting than somebody with a theater background because it's all about knowing where to, Cast the shadow where the, the the lighting must move, where you want to create a dramatic feel, and we we thought of you. So, how does somebody who started in theatre end up in interiors? Well, I think it's obviously just a natural progression. Yeah, theatre was a wonderful, wonderful base. In fact, more so than my study in interior design. Literally, theatre gives you a wonderful sense of scale proportion, furniture, and of course, period. Mm. And of course, you spoke about my love for eclecticism. And of course, eclecticism comes from that lovely um, enjoyment of history, yeah. fusing one's periods, but most especially also cultural elements. Yes. And I think that's also what makes um, or what is required of a designer here in Africa and South Africa especially is um, is having a deep and sensitive understanding of cultures. Yeah, and I think it's important for designers because our our history in this country is not mm. very linear. You know, it's very layered Diverse. and it's changing. We're mm. watching the landscape change and we're having a chat off air about how um, we each have to be respectful of everybody's history and where they come from. And then we have to find a place to make that work where you and me are one. And I think the key to making that work is just embrace it. Mm. I mean, the treasures that lie 
inside each and every cultural, mm. whether it's the handmade, whether it's just an ode to the past. Mm. You don't have to be one style. And that is where we're going from a trend perspective, yes. is a whole collective style. Now, having traveled overseas quite extensively at the various trends, a mm. few years ago, I was quite saddened by the fact that I wasn't seeing us as a South African style or mm. culture. Maybe I think possibly we were just still try we were still warming up. We were still in the oven. But yes. now it's time. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, we are a tour de force and a force to be reckoned mm. with. Yes. And you know, it's so true what you're saying. Uh, so my friend, Tabi Ndaukubong, who's also an interior uh, decorator, said that when she went to Italy to study design, that is the first time she learned how important it is to have a South African aesthetic. Absolutely. Before then, she was borrowing from all kinds yeah. of people. And basically, what they said to her is, you can't show us something we know already. Yeah. Give us something else. Give us yeah. something new. And and so, let's go back to you, darling, and then Thank we'll get you. back to design. <laughs> Welcome to all so, Take take me through your journey because you also studied opera. And I think one of the things I want to mention to people about this podcast is that your career, your destiny, wherever you find yourself is not a straight line. You meander and you change and you metamorphosize into a different person every time. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into design. Well, I, I think when I have to, if I start from... The end now. Yeah. <laughs> I think even though that's possibly the beginning. Yes. But there was no question about it that mm. my past is, has led me to this point, mm. to my new beginning. Now, the studying of the arts, especially music, which has always has and does have a very, very special part of my, my, my life, is one thing. Mm. But theater, which was a really grueling study, um, there's just... Oh, the depth of information. Mm. And I always, always, always advise those, those younger and those entering the game, look to the past. Mm. The past is where we're going to find the future. Mm. And whenever I'm asked to look at trends or observe trends internationally and here at home, there's no question about it. The past is speaking very loudly to us. Mm. And I think it's, you know, let me tell you why I love your style and why I love your reference to the past. Uh, you know, African people often say you don't know where you're, you won't know where you're going unless you know where you come from, Quite which right. is, which is right. incredibly crucial. But also people back in the day dressed up, dressed up their houses themselves. They, luxury was not something that was just for a certain kind not of person, all. whether it was a fabric, uh, you, you, you wore, you know, whether it was the, 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 the straw, set of shoes, the set of, yeah. there was always something that was a little bit, a little bit extra. Absolutely. And I think we then went through this time as people where being casual was the thing to do. Now, people who know me know, unless I'm going on a, you know, 14 hour flight, uh, to America, I, I believe that always show up. Always show up, dress up, show up for your there life. There is no excuse. There I'm really sorry. is no excuse. Tom Ford said dressing up is good manners. Absolutely. And I think it's absolutely crucial. And I love old world styles. I love, I think I'm a, sort of an amalgamation of classic contemporary mm. with a little bit of art deco. What would you say is your signature style? Especially when you say why choose one when you can be everything. Absolutely. I, whilst I love 
I think every period, every generation has something to offer. Mm. But I think for me, when I, when I do create the, the classic eclectic style, I don't want it to be old and dusty. Eclecticism mm. is a timeless style yes. and it can be and is considered contemporary. I prefer to choose my pieces from the cultural elements, mm. such as um, African beadwork, mm. African prints, moving over to the Far East, the Chinese wedding chest, the wonderful servers, the lacquer that is used. Mm. And, of course, then Europe, the French sofa. There's your spot of luck. Oh. And, of course, the European textiles. Mm. So would it be a clash a clash of the titans, not at all. No. It's a marriage. But one has to watch certain rules. Watch your toning, watch your um, scale and proportion, and make sure what I like to use, the word temperature. Are the temperatures there? Is it marrying? Is it easy on the eye? Otherwise, yes, eclecticism does run the risk of just looking like a chamorse. Yeah, and the problem with that is you have to be your own rev limiter. So my mom comes from the generation where everything matched. Same here. You know, those sofas matched the drapes and it was, oh, oh God. And then she arrived at my place and she said, Lerato, nothing matches. <laughs> I love that word, matches. I always say light a damn match and set the place alight. Exactly. <laughs> and in my mind, my velvet uh, sort of classic uh, sofa goes really well with my um, Chesterfield, which is leather. Beautiful. And then I also have a, a, a chair that is sort of in beautiful blues and floral hues. Of course. And I think does. all of it comes together. Yes. I do not believe that I must choose one thing and then I've got fur as a throw. I think Lovely. textures are beautiful Most for the house. Yeah. And I think I, I never listen to one set of music with one set of clothes. So why should my house Absolutely. look like that? Yeah. We were talking uh, um, earlier about your background in theater. What did theater teach you about lighting? What did theater teach you about how a space, face even? Can lighting be- is your biggest savior. Mm. I mean, you can make a room look smaller, bigger, you can create illusions. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't matter what your budget is. Even if you don't, light a candle and Mm -hmm. watch how the room goes from a room to one that is ambient, moody, charming. Mm -hmm. And of course, let's face it, forget about the sofa looking good. It's about us. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean, to be upstaged by one sofa is just a tragedy, quite frankly. I'd just rather light a, you know, one of those cheap old candles and it's going to cover all the murders and sins. But it, you are so right. Even the type of lamp that you choose is crucial. What's your feeling around, um, and, and, and also, I mean, I talk, I, I often say that I really hope my mom doesn't listen because she's going to think that I think she's got a bad taste and she doesn't. Yes, she's fantastic taste. But, exactly. <laughs> but she comes from the curtain generation. Absolutely. Mine too. Yeah. And, and I'm not part of the curtain generation. What's your feeling when it comes to, cause you know, windows are, a sort of the the soul of the house. Absolutely, it's a way for you to understand yeah. what it's like yeah. inside and out. Yeah. What what and does your house look? We like? We need to close our eyes. Yeah. So, and one's got to be very careful. You know, whether um, one doesn't want to obstruct views, lighting. 
But I think privacy is a huge thing yes. in our country or in any home. Um, not for, not only you know the one living in the home, but also, of course the onlooker, mm. and also budget. One's yep. got to be very careful of this. And yep. I, when, I, when it comes to creating the first step of a home, the shell, your walls, floors, window treatments, I think it's so important to just make sure that it's timeless. Mm. And as you said, in our mum's time, you know, they chose the floral curtain and the stripe that matched the sofa and matched the scatter cushions, <laughs> which quite frankly, I'm going to secretly say it, I quite like. Um, <laughs> it's something quite, quite, quite fantastic about that. It but really is, the, isn't there? Absolutely. Come on. It's fair. And I mean, I will never forget, remember taking someone's fantastically expensive curtains and chopping them up. And the woman was completely, and I said, well, they also make great napkins. You know? <laughs> Um, but yes, um, blinds, shutters, the practical doesn't have to look harsh. Yes. They can actually be very timeless. I mean, I love shutters, for example. Yes. And it doesn't have to be cold. Um, and I think can create almost your moment of contrast to your luxe styled room or bedroom. Mm. Shutters can work. And also one of the things I learned from uh, Taylor Blinds' uh, MD last week was how shutters are also great for security, which I wasn't uh, aware of. That they are a wonderful day in the day of not obstructing your views, whatever mm. view you have in front of you. But also in the evening, obviously, as you say, you want privacy, you want to be mm. able to, to sleep. You just close your shutters mm. and they're great for a country like ours. I, I think Taylor made blinds shutters have really given that to us. Yeah, I, think, I, I think that's exactly. one Wonderful. And I think people are needing it. But don't forget, it doesn't stop there with yep. your blind and shutter. You can still add, for those who like textile, is to add, say, a mock blind next or mock curtains next to it. Yes. Just to add that softness, that romance, or just bringing in that bit of taste that maybe you need. Yeah, I think also there's a there's a level of a sort of luxury and maturity that you get with that drape. I mean, you can choose the texture. You know, Absolutely. you can have something really silky. And as you say, you can dress it up. It you doesn't have it to be this gray, black, or yeah. stuff. It can be really beautiful and invoke a sense of luxury Absolutely. and, and yeah. enjoyment. If you're wondering who this gentleman is that I'm chatting to Andrew McKenzie from Andrew McKenzie Interiors, uh, you can go to www.andrewmckenzieinteriors.co.za. That's McKenzie with an M-A-C, not an M-C. So M-A-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Don't tell anybody I'm a writer or a journalist for 20 years. I just want to remind you that Living Up With Me, Lara Shabal has brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. Is there a way to dress up your windows like uh, myself and Andrew have dressed up ourselves today? The way you do yourself and always dress yourself the way you want to dress your house. Of course there is with a variety of styles and functions of tailor blinds and shutters. Keep your home trendy and we're going to talk trends just now. Lighting trends with Andrew. Uh, season in and season art from shutter guard, aluminium security shutters to maximum security to blinds made to set every type of mood. So... Trends. Trends. What can we look forward to in terms of lighting? Well, first of all, I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm an observer of trends, and I think that's my duty as a designer, to be aware of them. However, I always warn my clients and people out there, just, just, just be careful of it. Well, trends can be a bit of a, a big brother bully. Yeah, and you don't want to be – and you don't want to be – and as somebody who's in fashion, I'll tell you, you don't want to be a slave – to, to change. As you say, you want to observe them, so you want to be aware of them, so you can figure out how you can incorporate them into your personal yeah. style. But that doesn't mean there was a time I sold, uh, not sold, but convinced a lot of, uh, retailers to get a neon. But I saw women wear neon 
head to toe. And I'm like, darling, you just needed a bag. Just ease up on it. <laughs> exactly. Let's <laughs> not go exactly. um, yeah. over the top. So Oy. it's about observing them, but not necessarily being a slave yeah. to them. And it's okay to, to, you know, trends come and go. That's the wonderful thing. And, you know, hence the word trend. It's not going to be here forever. Yes. So if you don't like this one, this year's or this season's trend, wait for the next one. Mm. Okay. Mm. I agree with that. Don't be a slave. Exactly. So, but when it comes to lighting trends mm-hmm. and fixtures, um, and lighting being, of course, as we mentioned, very, very important. Interior lighting is, is a central um, aspect of your home's design mm. and and not an expensive way of creating that wonderful mood. Um, the lighting, essentially, if I had to say it, has to reflect the functions and the feel of each space. Okay, mm. So trend. Now, like any part of interior decor, lighting design keeps changing. And in my opinion, I think this change is due to technology. Mm. um, And I think, you know, technology is so fast pacing and it's starting to influence our industry. And lighting is certainly seen. Taste and references also. Uh, change with every generation. We, we mm. kept bouncing back to our mums. Yes, there, exactly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mum, this one's for you. <laughs> uh, um, and so that's why we, you know, we have what we could probably call vintage lighting, okay. art deco, mid-century modern, and so on. And those three references we're seeing rather strongly um, at the moment. Now, when it comes to 2018, um, well, I believe that 2018 won't be seeing lots of radical change mm. in lighting design. Um, there are several, sorry, several notable trends. Okay. And the first one is that I'm really picking up is the soft gold. Mm. Um, I think this is the new popular finish. Mm. Okay. And I'm loving it, to be really honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm really loving it. And I think it's so easy to work with. And my, my friends are also quite loving it. And this, and like, oh, Andy, I don't know if you like it, but I really like this kind of go, go for it. Why? Yes. It's easy. It's exactly, soft. Exactly. It's, it's got a lovely romantic edge to it. And yet at the same time, for one's partner who may not be so romantically inclined, <laughs> yes. just go with it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do wonders for your relationship. Of course. Um, and lately, there's been a spike um, that that was very noticeable in the um, popularity of soft colors in okay. general. So when you say soft colors, do you mean pastels? Do you mean those kinds yes, of colors? Um, but yet not boring, not so much your ice cream colors. Yes, because that's, that's exactly yeah, what I was about to ask, like a kiddie. baby's room. Because <laughs> that's what I've been thinking of. Sophisticated. Right. Subdued. But definitely there. Mm. So remember again, I used the word temperature. Those temperatures are all the same, whether mm. it's a soft color in gold, whether it's bronze, whether it's maybe a shot rouge. It's not a bright shot rouge. It's not mm. a bright yet. It's soft, ah, muted. Yep. So very much like music again, it's all got to be of the same genre, the same sort of temperature. And our mm. next trend, if I can move on, yes. would be a return to the retro and industrial. We saw lots of industrial in the past. We saw lots of retro, um, both separately identified. And now we're seeing them kind of starting to marry one another. Mm. And these two styles are coming back, but in more refined forms. As, as, as one form, as a sort of retro industrial. So how would that uh, play itself out? I'm just imagining so it in my So for example, let's see, um, a retro chair. Right. A typical classic retro chair, but then you will start seeing elements of the construction. Say the legs are industrial. Ah, uh, I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, that will complete sense. Complete Bringing sense. that back to say a lighting fixture, um, you may, the design would be typically retro, 
but the material used would be industrial. Yeah, because I what, think that's quite exciting. Uh, it is exciting for me because for a long time, in sort of our deco uh, circles, people wanted to hide how things are made. It's hide, hide, hide. No. And what I'm realizing now is that a wire can be beautiful. Closet. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the the legs of yes. uh, of a lamp can be quite beautiful, even if you show them as yeah. as, as they were, were industrially. We're appreciating the work. The working Friendship. materials yeah, And exactly. we're exposing that But then we're bringing industrial with other periods mm. So taking the shape But taking industrial yes. And I think that softens it So therefore we, we're seeing sleeker materials mm-hmm. Your industrial is not so harsh and raw anymore It's a lot more polished, sleeker mm. Richer And I'd say probably more varied in tones Um and, and slightly more alternative. Yes. Yeah. You spoke about vintage lighting. So for people who don't know, how would you just define vintage lighting? Well, I think every, a lot of people are going to notice this from, from going to their favorite restaurants, etc. But we're seeing what we would call and moving on to that, that third trend is the vintage Edison style. Okay. Okay. Which is. I was, I quite like the term. I'd never really heard it before, but mm. people are using it. The vintage Edison style, which is a warmer, Retro style Right Okay The retro look And I've seen it For so many years now Now it just keeps nudging Nudging back It doesn't really Want to fade So I think it's around For a while Yeah So the vintage Edison style bulb It's that actual bulb um, Adds to the 2018 Retro lighting trend Right Okay uh, I'm finding that Homeowners um, Are loving this Nostalgia There's a nostalgic Feeling about it Um And I think, if anything, it's the actual design of the bulb. It's not so practical and utilitarian. It's actually quite pretty. Ah. So it's the rounded cone shape of these bulbs that are are great for – people use them mostly in kitchens, but I'm just thinking they're great anywhere. It's almost uh, like a little feature in itself. Yes. The bulbs taking the head stage Uh, versus the actual element. I get it. I get it. What what, what I loved about what you said about something I'd never thought of, and I'm thinking about it now because I was – my weekends are cheating weekends. I eat very healthy uh, Monday to – uh, Friday, and then I still eat healthy. On I the think side. you're speaking on behalf of the nation. Right? Yeah, so on the Saturday, <laughs> I was just like, I let rip. I was making uh, gnocchi uh, pasta. What was and the I, sauce? Um, Tell so, me it was gorgonzola. God, my, my so uh, I I wanted to go with gorgonzola, but I was too worried about the decadence of it. So I cheated oh, a on, little bit, and I used goats. Home, I know I use goats uh, cheese. Yeah, no, very, very boring. But I, I wanted to light it up so I could take a picture for Instagram. Um, and by the way, you can go to Andrew's personal, uh, uh, very, very, uh, decadent and, and luxurious Instagram pages, uh, Andrew McKenzie interiors, uh, to see his little bit of his life. He's, he's an award winning interior designer. He has, we are going to talk actually a little bit about the controversial moments when you've won awards. Um, you spoke about, um, the, what lighting, Works for you must figure out what lighting works for which space. And I've realized a kitchen, you need great light lighting in there, but in a bedroom, you don't necessarily need as harsh. And I realized, mm, I need more lighting around my kitchen space because I need to see the food. It needs to be quiet. And and I I really I've never thought about it until this moment how important it is to make sure you've got the right light for the right room, which as you say for what function. 
is the light there to do? I'd never thought about that. Lerato, honestly, just be careful though. One doesn't overlight one space. Yes. Yes, certain areas need certain types of light. Now, what do we call that? We have task lighting. Okay. Okay. That's to make sure that we don't, uh, you know, basically we don't fall off the loo. Um, <laughs> yes. Don't put too, too much onions in that soup. And of course, we have ambient lighting. Yes. Now, I am just stripping away from these overhead lights because it's not flattering. I mean, the last thing you want to do is arrive home and put on all these overhead lights. First of all, they're just chewing up electricity. Yeah, exactly. They're not required and they're not creating that ambient feeling. Yes. Right? That just one switch of a little lamp in the right place does the magic. But yes, your kitchen, again, requires it. Yeah. Okay. But make sure it's strategically placed and don't overdo it. Yeah. Okay. Once you've made sure the sauce is done, it's about to be served. <laughs> let's just chill down on those lights. Okay. Yeah. Because I just think you can create so much mood, but I think it's where it's placed. How it's placed. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you're in a makeup artist room. I mean, because, how hideous after a long yeah. day. I mean, who the <laughs> exactly. hell is going to look good after that? Exactly. God. Exactly. Just to also recap some of the trends that, uh, Andrew highlighted, uh, that we'll be seeing a lot of, um, in 2018, the soft gold, uh, as well as soft colors, the pastels, but more mature, more luxurious. Don't worry. We're not talking sort of babies' rooms. And of course, retro and industrial styles brought together. Together. So when a lot of people think of um, luxury, mm. they think money and they think big, 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 big spaces. A lot of rubbish. A lot of rubbish. Rubbish. Particularly where we live right now oh, around no. the world, not just in South Africa. The spaces are getting smaller. Wonderful. How, w- how do you bring luxury in a quaint space because I know a lot of people are thinking about this. Absolutely. And I, I think I think it's almost bizarre. And guys, I just want to say just think logically. A fur throw on a bed in a smaller bedroom is going to look a lot more luxurious than in a large bedroom. Exactly. Exactly. So, so this is the time for those of us who are all moving to smaller spaces. People also will say to me, well hang on Andy, you know, isn't luxury just a little bit cluttered or it's going to be a little bit overdone? Absolutely not. Mm. Luxury, you can't overdo luxury. Never. Can you, I mean, really. Get in the studio and come and argue this. Exactly. Because, honestly. And no. I think it's also about um, nesting. It's a return to the cozy. It's a return to sanctuary. Now, I would probably advise if I had to say, all right, guys, you're going to go down your luxury journey. Maybe keep your luxury tones to textures. Okay. And let's maybe chill down on some of the big colors mm. because texture, and someone's going to probably shoot me for saying this, but texture is color. Mm. And tone on tone on tone can be so glamorous, yes. so elegant, yes. and so beautiful. So maybe choose a tone. I don't know. It could be mink. It could be uh, buttery tones. It could be gray tones. But go to all the spectrums of those shades and just keep layering it. It'll be absolutely lovely. And just one tip. Whoever made up this thing that dark space, dark walls make small spaces, I don't believe that at yeah, all. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. And yeah. in fact, I think create Go into the cave. You'll find that those walls start to disappear. Mm. Okay. Don't use small crappy little mirrors all over the place. Don't break up the space. <laughs> Don't use little mats all over the place. You know what I mean? Open your spaces. Go big or go home. Yeah. Have a luxurious rug, Absolutely. a big fat. But just like, keep your walkways, what we call ergonomics, that you've got good traffic flow. You know, get up in the middle of the night, maybe just trying to notice that hangover with a glass of water, trip <laughs> over the damn coffee table. It's not a great look. No. Really? No. I, I agree with you about textures. One of the things I, when I, cause I had to sell all my furniture, I was like, I'm, 
I'm older. And I need style that reflects. You just wanted this. to hold your hands. <laughs> I did, in fact. I've heard that before. <laughs> I did, in fact. And what I knew I wanted was I wanted to feel fur. I wanted to feel velvet. I wanted to feel leather. I wanted, I, I want every single space to feel different. That's what texture does. Texture, depending on where you're sitting, Gives you a a feeling. You get a Absolutely. sense of, and that's what texture is about. It's and not for find the find your texture. Yes. Not everyone responds to the same texture. Exactly. Some, you know, sometimes you'll have a bit of a memory. You know, I'm very big on the psycho uh, psychological elements of design. I, I get people to feel it and say, "How are you responding to that?" And I'll say, "Oh, Andy, that reminds me of my aunt, and I couldn't bloody bear her." <laughs> um, so find your texture, but also remember reverting texture to lighting. Okay. Lighting and texture. It's the perfect marriage. Mm. It's just lovely. Yes. It just, I don't know, it enhances things. Mm. And it doesn't have to be big fluffy things. It could just be a wonderful natural um, linen. Or it could be um, a, just a very, very simple mink-toned velvet. Now, you flush a lamplight over that. My goodness. Mm. You're getting glamour. But you're also getting a sense of, I'm home. Yes. And that is so important. And that's the thing. I mean, uh, uh, house... The walls, the windows, that's a house. Anybody can build a house. But a home is literally you bringing a part of yourself into that space Absolutely. and that part of you. Absolutely. Do you know, that's what a, that's yeah. essentially yeah. what a, a, a home is. And to create that, honestly, with no budget, I would say the way forward is to focus on your lighting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just careful of the shell. I, uh, white walls. I love white. Don't get me wrong, but be careful of Ooh, bouncing light. And the glare. Bouncing and glare. You want to mute it. You want to absorb. Exactly. And therefore, then you put that lamp in the corner on a nice table, light it, your house will suddenly come to light. Yes. And you'll find that you don't need to buy all of those things you once thought you needed. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So if let, let's talk about the living room for a second, which is a and and like I say, by the way, you can download this podcast on cliffcentral.com or go to our Facebook page, uh, Living It Up, and uh, download the podcast. So when I was going through your Instagram page, I looked at your living room, and by the way, um. Andrew has these beautiful uh, greyhounds. I mean, we, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but it, I saw a lot of layering, and and I thought to myself, if you have a small um, living room, okay, so you don't have an expansive, which is what every, most people would like. Most but, of us, yes. uh, but if you have a small space, what are the things to avoid? Is it a big fat sofa, or is it a coffee table? Or because there's certain things that make a space feel even smaller just because they're oversized. So, or undersized. Of enough. course, you know, yes, you know, yes. Underscaling can probably sometimes be your worst enemy. Um, I think you don't have to bring out the measuring tape. Okay, <laughs> you really don't. You just want to make sure. Can you walk across the room? <laughs> Easily, Easily, without spilling that drink. Without spilling that drink, without hitting Falling your pinky toe on, on the That's corner. That's your basic rule, chaps. Yeah. You know, you don't, what I, what I say, don't let your home bully you. Yeah. There's nothing worse every day to be waking up with bruises. Exactly. You know what I mean? And being looked strangely at work. And simply <laughs> exactly. because the coffee table's attacking you. You know what I mean? That's just not on. So, you know what I mean? Does your coffee table and your sofa not bump and bash you? If it does, you know it's incorrect. Mm. Underscale, falling over things, bumping things, that just becomes an awkward home. And quite frankly, it's incorrect. 
Yeah. Okay. You can have the la- the large slumpy sofa. Everyone wants that. You know what I mean? And yes, you can have it. Just make sure that you can just walk past it. You can get around it and it's easy to, you know, get under there and um be practical. Yeah. I'm not a practical person myself, <laughs> but at the same time, I really don't want to schlep around my house. No and way. I also want my home and a lot of South Africans are entertaining at home nowadays. Mm. You know, we're not going out so much. So you also don't want to be quickly decorating your existing home. It needs to look good all the time. Yeah, I mean, I love what you're saying. And, and, and I'm just not, Andy, you're not joking. He really is not all about practicality. Like I said, it's fur. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a I live field. my life. You know why I live like that? I remember my first big story for Fair Lady magazine about almost 20 years ago. Yeah. I was asked to go to Basi Kumalo's um, uh, sort of post-engagement in a party with right. some of her famous friends. Jerry Wanteri was there. Nomvula was there. A whole lot of amazing women were there. And for some reason, I didn't realize uh, that there were going to be cameras and that I would have to take a photo with these glamorous women. I arrived looking as though I was going to buy milk uh, around the corner. And Basi was in, I think, oh, I don't know what gown it was, a Malcolm cloak or something. Good Lord. And all of them were dressed to the nines. And I remember that feeling of being underdressed and thinking, I mm. never, ever want to feel this way ever again. I never oh, want to arrive so. at a place and feel like I'm the stepsister. And so you, I always come with it. I'm like, rather be overdressed than be underdressed because you can't take away that feeling of insecurity. I remembered it. the it, worst, worst, worst feeling. feeling. You just think, I Ooh, could have I just made yeah. an effort. Can I just leave right now and go home? And so my philosophy is, I can always take my fur off. Yeah, it's an accessory and very much like your sofa or whatever. You can have the most simplest basic structures that are timeless. But you know what? Just keep those extra velvet slip cushion covers in the cupboard for winter. Exactly. You know I mean? Put a slip cover over. These are cheap damn tricks. Exactly. And, and, and if the lighting is not quite right, invite guests a little bit later in the afternoon and just light a couple of candles. Yeah, and, and, and then make it sexy and ambient. Sexy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? People are, are also frightened. Of entertaining because like, oh, my house is not it's right. Too, yes. And you know, time goes by and the next thing it's Christmas time. And what, you haven't entertained anybody because you haven't got that right lamp. What is the right yeah, lamp? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think most people are there for you. Absolutely. But at the same time, I also like to feel that I have a responsibility to my guests. Mm. You know, it's the art of hosting. Yes. And um, I always say, you know, you don't want your sofa to be to upstage your guests. I just feel that that's just tasteless. So, <laughs> exactly. Who cares about a few white wine stains? You know what I mean? Just honestly, throw a bit of a throw over it. Really. Make sure it's practical. Yep. Make sure guests can flow and feel easy. Exactly. Guests do not want to feel uncomfortable because your sofa is just taking taking up the stage. Or or, or they can't put their glass down because no. you're worried about stains on your... Yeah. People need that's to... That's a bad interior. Yeah. You know, I don't you know, mean, you've gone overboard now. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, if people are uncomfortable... You haven't hit the right uh, note. So I want to talk about you personally. Don't worry, I want to ask you for your uh, blood type. Go for it. Um, <laughs> we spoke off air about you winning uh, an award a couple of years ago, Protector X for great uh, best stand, and, uh, and several other awards. And you 
feeling a, a, a discomfort with winning. Sure. It was a wake up moment for mm. me. I think the year was about 2013. Um, these, I had to interpret, um, a brand, um, a motor car brand. Um, several designers across the country were chosen and, um, I did it. And, um, I just, when I won the award, um, was it the best stand? Was it anyway? But apparently was the best stand. Um, <laughs> I think it's because all my beautiful greyhounds were lying, <laughs> lying, lying all the, over the place and we were serving drinks. How yes. to win the crowd and you win the award. <laughs> but, um, I was, I was very, very humbled, number one, and very grateful. And it was a turning point in my career. But when I walked up to get my award, I looked around the auditorium and I suddenly saw it was half full. And I thought, no, hang on a second, because that entire week of being on the show, so many students from schools and um, colleges were coming up to me and asking, so, you know, would you help us with our mood board? You know, and I thought to myself, hang on a second. It's one thing to be in the field as a designer doing people's homes and lodges and hotels, etc. But who's actually giving over this knowledge mm. and looking around, being amongst my fellows, some great, great designers who have been around a lot longer than I have, I thought, what are we doing to actually create the next generation mm. and the next generation in a country that is now recognized as incredible trendsetters? We are at the top. So therefore, we have a responsibility mm. to be passing this down on how to maintain our award-winning status as South African designers. Mm. So, yes, I was in very, very disappointed. Mm. And I deep down there was a bit of shame that I was winning a great award but I felt was it really great mm. do you know what I mean where was my my why why wasn't this auditorium full of people mm. you know what I mean mm. and so therefore now we have a great policy in our company is um our doors are always open our little black book that was once a black box where designers unfortunately and I do have to say this is a, it's a bit of a closed community, mm. which I don't like. And so if anyone needs a contact, if anyone needs a curtain, if any, whatever it is, phone us up. We'll give it to you. Our information is free. So I love what you said about your doors are always open and that people can always, you know, um, they can ring me up personally. Get in touch with you. And I'm going to read. And we don't charge them anything like that. I'm going to Go read you. Um, 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 you guys, I'm going to send, I'm going to give you guys Andrew's uh, details shortly, but. One of the first, one of the first things you said, uh, when we saw each other this morning is we have to talk about this because I've listened to your podcast. You've had architects, all, all kinds of interior designers, but you haven't talked about choosing a designer. And I thought to myself, actually, that is very true. We haven't gotten to, so you've got all these wonderful people that come in and you go, how do I know you're meant for me? Because remember, this person is going to help you, um, construct a home. You're going to take a house into a home. Um, you're going to turn a stand into a house. So choosing somebody that speaks to your heart, that speaks to your style is very important. But how do you figure that out? It's enough having to figure out a, uh, your own personal style, but how do I know that Andrew McKenzie interiors are meant for me? And I think, it, and I think I'm so grateful for you mentioning it. I, 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 I want you to just tell our listeners a little bit about why this is important to you. Absolutely. You know, we entering your homes, your workplaces, you know, we interpreting your dreams. The responsibility that we have as designers is so important. So, mm. yes, have a look at the portfolio. I don't think you, first of all, do not choose the designer based on the big, glamorous portfolio. It just shows them a little bit what they can and what they have done. 
First and foremost, it's almost like finding a psychologist, really. Yes. Um, it's what, what I call psycho shopping. Go set up several designers. Have them to your home or the space in question. And um, if, if, if you maybe have a partner that you'll be, you know, or, or family, get them to meet the family. Remember, this person or persons is entering your most private sanctuary. Now, on meeting, I think the designer reserves the right to interview you as well mm. um, and to make an executive decision. Am I the designer for you? Mm. And if not, I still feel strongly that the designer has the right to refer you, not mm. to drop you, but say, hang on a second. You know what? I'm not the designer for you. I, I'm not quite getting what it is but you know what i think so and so try them mm. and i think we as designers have responsibility to you chaps mm. and to one another so first and foremost book a meeting with them meet at your local coffee shop whatever preferably in the space in question mm. and just have a good old chat share some ideas we don't have to be talking about the design at this stage and why and how will you know do you resonate Mm. And do they resonate? And you know what I'm talking about. Mm. You know what I'm talking mm. about. Mm. And interestingly, my greatest teachers today are my clients. Yeah. For every project I do, I love, love learning new things. And it's funny enough, it's the client. I guess I suppose them. <laughs> they should have had me the invoice. <laughs> but, you know, and it is, it's a process that you work together. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, of course, there's turnkey key projects that I'm not so keen about, but I love working along and watching the client grow. Now, mm. what is a quality interior? It's one that your designer, along self, alongside yourself, creates an interior that resonates, that translates you and those living there. Mm. Avoiding styles, yes, taking trends into consideration, but has the ability and this is the great trick that I enjoy, is to create a unique style that says you. Mm. This is your style. Mm. Whether it's clever, whether it's brilliant, whether it's award-winning is hardly the point that when people walk in there, they'll go, oh gosh, this is them. Mm. I wanted to go back to a point and I'll read, I'll, I'll read out all these uh, amazing tips you've got uh, uh, for us on how to find a designer. I actually can't believe we only have about 10 minutes left. Oh. Where did the time go? Why? I want to ask about your first point. Do not pick a designer solely based on their large, fleshy portfolio. Is it a little bit like an Instagram filter? Is, is it a Absolutely. little bit like you put your best foot forward, but the big Absolutely. fleshy ones can't actually, yeah. you won't know how to, the, the, you, you need to see every kind of, yeah. of, of, of interior. I almost done. want to see the flawed interior. Yes. Beauty lies in the floor. So you look, I mean, obviously, you know, in the old days we had portfolios. Yeah. And of course, one, personally speaking, I think a great portfolio is one that shows contrast of style. Yeah. You know, can they handle contemporary modern? Eclecticism, etc., diversity. Unless yeah. you're looking for a very specific look, yeah. and um, you hit it first time. Yeah. But remember, again, you're working with people, mm. and you need to enjoy that journey. Mm. Do I do? Do I resonate with, with this person? Listen, a great designer is expected to handle any style or yes, design. Exactly. One that has a specific design. I'm going to say it right here. Beware. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. They they're not flexible. Yeah. And also a designer that. Um, doesn't listen. Mm. When I enter a room, 
and a meter client, I've got to leave myself at the door. Yeah. I am now an empty vessel. Because you are not going to live it's there. Or home. you are not going to no. work there. And it's not your space. I don't space. have to like it. Yeah. You're going to walk away from no. it in a couple of months and yeah. it's not going to matter to you. But it's this like person ego. has to. I remember one of my first great, great moments when I, I met a Japanese monk. And uh, he said to me, Andy, what is a great design? And I was trying to answer the question. And he said, it's simple. You know it already when you walk in the room. Mm. You've got to leave yourself behind and listen. Close your eyes. When you open them, you know what it's, what's required. Mm. Mm. From there, from anything else, overthinking is as academic and you'll bugger it up. It's a very, very sacred journey. And one has to be very open and very sensitive to one's client. So um, Andrew McKenzie from Andrew McKenzie Interior says that when you are looking for a designer that speaks to you, one of the first things you want to do is look at their portfolio, but don't take their portfolio as all there is to it. You want somebody who has done an office space, a, a small quaint space, a big luxurious hotel. You want you want to be able to see variety in their craftsmanship or else if it's all big and flashy, worry, be wary. The client also has a responsibility to themselves. Exactly. You guys have to take the time and meet with us and you've got to interview us. Yeah. And I suggest interview several. Exactly. Go for it. So Andrew also says interview each other, you and your designer. They must ask you questions. Remember, the only way that they can know what fits your lifestyle is if you are honest with them and tell them uh, what you want. But they, they must interview you. You must interview each other and also meet in the space that you want to transform, that you want to decorate, that you want to... Remember, interiors is not just about new spaces. It could be in a space that already exists that no longer fits your life. Maybe you've had a child. Maybe you're working from home. Um, maybe you're just trying to uh, uh, change your style completely. Maybe you, you just realize you don't like the way you look. So remember to meet in the space because the space is going to invoke in you and in the designer what is needed to create it into what it needs to be. And more importantly, do you resonate with mm. each other? And that is what is a quality interior? Yeah. yeah. A revolt against the generic. Yep. One that resonates, translates, and that narrates you and that holds longevity. I mean, listen, guys, uh, we, we are so lucky to have people like uh, uh, Andy take the time out to realize that a home is not just the right blinds or the right sofa or the right it's by the way let's talk really really quickly right. about this because we've got like five minutes got it. tell me about your love for greyhound where does it come from because that's one of the things when you go to uh andrew's facebook um, facebook page and instagram pages you'll be able to see uh your dogs they're all over the place and my business partners friends <laughs> um, <laughs> i was invited to a shoot um many years ago with a very famous uh, photographer michael lewis i was, mm. I was was a stylist as well, uh, working for various magazines. And um, I was invited to do a charity shoot for uh, the Greyhound Rescue Foundation. Mm. And prior to that, I, had, I was just a single bachelor on my own. And during that shoot, I completely and utterly fell in love with the Sighthound. The Sighthound being the Greyhound, the Whippet, the, um, you, uh, the Italian Greyhound. And that's where I met Bella. My new business partner, friend and companion. Yes. And she comes everywhere with me except for this morning where she's baking in the sun. <laughs> and, um, and so that Sorry, Bella. Hi, Bells. <laughs> um, and so, she, um, 
Yeah, I mean, that just, just changed my life dramatically to the point that now I've become the ambassador to the Greyhound Rescue Foundation, where um, we as designers and uh, other creatives, anybody can get involved and put their best foot forward. We create a wonderful photo shoot every year where no money changes hands, and we give the image, we break the mold, and we hand that to the foundation. It's really great fun. So those of you who want to be interested, hey, join us for a great, great day. It's great fun. Lots of models, lots of furniture, et cetera, et cetera. We create beautiful Annie Lieber style photographs. Oh, wow. Uh, just She's one really of my beautiful. favorite photographers Isn't she just of all amazing? time. She's just incredible. Hero, and what I love about her um, is uh, when she took out the, the, the book with her late partner, oh, extraordinary. Uh, Sonia Sontag, one of the things that struck me was how she shot people that she loved. Mm. And the emotion that's oh, evoked. I was just, you know, you, she, she goes from Meryl Streep on the cover of Vogue yeah. to these beautiful, beautiful, extraordinary images of her partner dying. Yeah. And you just realize that photography is not just about pretty filters, pictures. pretty pictures. Not at all. It's about invoking emotion. It's yeah. art, yeah. really. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's the, the subject is that um, it's, we call it forgotten beauty. Yes. And it's not about seeing animals in horrible situations but actually putting them in beautiful situations but we use rescues you yes. know, and just to see a rescue that's never been on a beautiful sofa before and how they just jump up and take the natural poses that they've been there for a hundred years so natural because <laughs> it's there's, so a, there's a picture on your Instagram page that uh, <laughs> has your greyhound but then there's a there's a what looks like a, um, uh, I'm trying like to a little whippet Yes, like a, like a little whippet that also, that's behind on your mantelpiece. Yes. So did you buy them? Have them made? It was just, <laughs> no. I looked at it. The dog is white. The, the, the dog on the mantelpiece is white. It was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that was a set. In fact, it was the, the green room for the Oscar Pistorius trial that we were involved in. Oh. Um, you know, where, where all our South African experts came to chill and just get ready for, you know, their process, uh, talking on, on, on air. And so the green room had to be very calming and Bella was my inspiration. <laughs> And oh, wow. uh, we would go there every day to talk to the guests and just to make sure the set was sorted out. And Bella obviously just naturally took her position <laughs> on a beautiful linen sofa. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I wouldn't <laughs> even have imagined that that's what that room was. <laughs> she, she just does it naturally. And oh, that's what the beauty gosh. of the side town, who I love very much. Oh, and wow. I think they're an extension of me and my business and my love for the aesthetic. Yes. Um, and all that's beautiful. What What's in store for the future for you? What do you still have to do? Well, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to... Don't hold me to this, South Africa, but, um, I'm working on a, on a bit of a reality show that nice. I think you're going to really, really like. I'm not going to leave the whole thing away, but I'm going to say one word, safari, mm. an adventure. Yes. Getting lost, navigating through our country. Alone? No, we are going through a process of finding, um, an apprentice. I've reached the age now where I think I want to stay home more with my dogs. And so I'd like to also, part with my knowledge that I've spent a long time suffering and learning and pass that knowledge on. Like I said earlier, when I won my award, that struck a deep cause. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Andy. Why the reason that's important is uh, in my book, which is Age of Red, I mention how important it is to do skills transfer. Absolutely. I think what we need to do is to take the knowledge that historically people who look like you and not like me mm -hmm. have had Absolutely. and to transfer those skills and that knowledge and that know to somebody who looks like me it is our duty if you we have a responsibility you have to i just want to make sure it looks good 
<laughs> and have a lot of fun on the way. And so we're interviewing. There's so many wonderful people out there. And so we literally, I'm going to be taking on an apprentice and possibly an old beat-up Rolls-Royce with all my dogs and old-school style and get a loss. And we're going to go and travel and style those parts of the country that just could do with a little bit of magic. Oh, my gosh. And I would like that. And the same time, you know, passing this knowledge on. But I've got a funny feeling that um, it's the teacher that uh, – possibly has to learn the greatest lessons yeah not the apprentice let's see but um we'll let you know about it and uh, come excited. along for the adventure <laughs> i'm excited please invite me how to I style th- your crisis <laughs> <laughs> i think that i uh completely agree with you my, my mom always says i learn as much from you as you learn from me and so Absolutely. there's no point to you saying i'm there to teach without Not understanding that you are also no. a receiver of completely uh, and i'm so and i love being open to it and i love being wrong uh, and how to take the incorrectness into something beautiful <laughs> i have absolutely enjoyed myself remember you can Thank download you. today's podcast on uh, uh cliffcentral.com or go to our facebook page uh living it up and check out pictures of my wonderful stylish gorgeous guests remember to follow at cliffcentral.com uh, on twitter uh, facebook and Instagram and I am Larato TJ on um, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Just want to remind you that Living It Up With Me, Larato Shabra is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. Take control of your light like we did today. Temperature, remember what remember what Andrew said, the temperature of the room. And security, turn your window or doorways into your room's best accessory with Taylor Blinds and Shutters. You'll be spoiled for choice between Taylor's aesthetic blinds and functional shutters which bring a world of color, texture, patterns, and taste to your space. We love And one last time, if you want to get a hold of Andrew, he says he's very open. Ring him. The number zero eight two double four three five seven two five. That is zero eight two double four three five seven two five to get in touch uh, with if you want to ha- ask for mentorship, get advice. He's he's the man to go to or go to www.andrewmakenziemakenzieintereiorr.com. S. That is Andrew McKenzie Interiors for more information. Darling, you have been a dream. It's my true pleasure. An absolute I adore br- you. I'm going to make sure I bring you back. <laughs> I adore you so lovely. Thank you so much, my Andrew. Pleasure. Have Thank a fantastic time. I uh, have been a fantastic It has been very, very mm, special to meet you. you. And continue to bring luxury to spaces and inspiring people and taking care of creatures because we are Absolutely. all, we're all connected. Greyhounds, human beings, we're yeah. all connected. No, we're not going anywhere. We no. love, we love it here. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't wait to see your reality show. We'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye. This is cliffcentral.com.